goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I feel like, you know, the little kid in, in uh, Orphan Annie. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Listen, years ago, well, let me just tell you who I am. I'm Tommy D, your boy, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from the top of my house, two flights up from the kitchen where I get my coffee and my water just below the roof. I'm in the attic, man. I'm in the attic. 80 some odd episodes of a thing that was only an idea. And I will tell you, the man who is with me today on this program is somebody who, whether he knows it or not, was influential in philanthropy and focus even becoming a thing. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about my guest. I'm talking about Ken Serini, my friend, newest, one of the newest Long Island Business News Hall of Fame inductees. I saw it with my own eyes last night. Good morning, Ken. What's up? Good morning, Tommy. How are Thank you? you and uh, if I had any influence on um, philanthropy and focus, um, Thank you, but uh, honestly, you're the one who's the sector connector. So it's all about you. Well, I appreciate that. But, it, you know, and it's all about me, maybe in the sense that it's all about me telling the stories for these nonprofit organizations, helping them tell their stories and helping them really um, get their mission out there more, you know. And I learned a lot of that from watching you, to be honest. Initially, Ken, it was from afar. I didn't, I remember the first time I actually ever saw Ken Serini. Um, he had come into my office. I was working for a company called Trinet at the time. And I, you know, a guy who actually was really, I think the first person to introduce us was our friend, Brendan Levy, who I was on the phone with till about 11 o'clock last night. And Brendan had brought you to the office when we were working at Trinet, I guess kind of, you know, you knew Trinet, Trinet was making a big splash back those days, you know, in the, um, 14, 15, 16, I guess, maybe 13, 14, 15, 16, like in uh, here on Long Island, trying it in the PEO space and my firm Vanguard benefits being in the employee benefits space. That's one of the first times I had really heard about or became aware of this Ken Serini guy. And I was like, as my partners at Vanguard and I started really talking about what we wanted to do and grow into the nonprofit sector, it became obvious to connect with you. And, and I say this in jokes and stuff like that, but I said, I'm going to, I'm going to follow this guy and make this guy my friend. And, and um, you know, because I saw something that you were doing, Ken, and it is the Imagine Awards, which is what we're going to talk about today. But it is, aside from the Imagine Awards, it's it's honestly, it's your leadership and character that you drive to the sector. I know how important you feel about nonprofits. And, you know, we had a moment to kind of talk about some of, uh, you know, and we won't go into it today, but just frustrations. Um <clears throat> last night quickly and, and it's really a matter for me of seeing from seeing other people do really special things and then taking an idea that that is what philanthropy folks came from so i'll tell you this there's a combination of watching what you've done with the imagine awards and a guy called gary vaynerchuk gary v big time media guy um who says if you're passionate about something go out and build some content around it. If you want to get the word out on something, go out and do something. And that is philanthropy and focus. And I remember walking out of the Imagine Awards maybe four years ago. And I said, I'm going to start this radio show. It's, called, it's going to be called Philanthropy and Focus. And it still took two years to actually do the thing. But I had the idea, right? Which I'm sure you can relate to and we'll talk about. Ten, ten, 10 years from the time that the Imagine Awards was a first a concept in my head before the first Imagine Awards ever took place. And so yeah. yeah. 10 years. So then, you know what? I, I found a way to condense it down. Although I will say having an hour long show compared to what really turns into a six month plus long event, you know, from application phase to everything. I mean, having sat on the committee for Long Island now for the last four or five years, maybe five years, 
um, in New York City for the last couple. I, I know what goes into it from from more than somebody who's not as involved, but certainly I don't know what, how much of, of uh, your headspace it takes when you're managing director of an accounting practice, eight partners, I guess 70 some odd associates. We heard a little bit about mm-hmm. that last night. So, you know, the Imagine Awards, it, it's not just what you do. And I know you have, obviously, Kelly. It's, it, it's the best part of what I do. I'm sure it is. Dude, Ken, honestly, this is the best part of what I do. <laughs> this is this is what I love. Yeah. I want to do this yeah, there's, there's my real job and there's my passion. Yep. 100%. And you know what, though? I think it's it's fortunate people like you and I that can somewhat align those things. And I think you're doing a pretty pretty good job of doing that, taking your passion and having that be a compliment to your business and vice versa. I will say this. I said, I've been saying this for a number of years. Like, I sort of forget where my philanthropy, if you will, ends and my business starts because it's all just kind of mushed together in a way. And, and, and that's uh, honestly, that's the right way to approach it. I mean, you really want to, you know, uh, add purpose to your mission in essence. And, and this is really what helps to add that purpose behind what it is we do. Right. It, it, it's the ability to give back. It's the ability to make a difference. It's the ability to change lives. It's the ability to have an impact on your community. These are all the things I don't know. That, that's what gets me up in the morning. Yeah. You know, if it was debits and credits, sorry, debits and credits don't get me, you know, yeah. up. It, it, yeah. it's all the other parts. It's the difference that you make that that actually is, is really what, you know, I don't even use an alarm clock anymore. I don't need it because <laughs> yeah. I'm able to get up in the morning because I'm excited about what I do on, you know, this part of things. Somebody, I started saying this phrase, those of you who are listening are not going to see the mug, but it says, no big deal, just changing the world. I started saying this recently, the last couple, six months, maybe four or five months, something like that. And, um, you know, a friend of mine, Dara Rosenbaum, sent me this mug because we shoot videos together on Fridays, a group of us called Video Social. So she put the, you know, the Tommy D thing, the philanthropy focus. And so no big deal, just changing the world. I say it kind of trying to be cute about it, but the point of it is we all have that capacity and opportunity in front of us to literally change someone's day some a bunch of people's day and then the lives of many many people and i know that's where you sort of live so talk let's we're going to be before, before i said before i even talk about that, i mean you, you mentioned last night you know the, that we were at together the um the long on business news hall of fame and, and just just look at the 14 people that were there and just look at, look at some of their stories look at where they came from look at the impact they've had in terms of you know, people, places, things, um, you know, it's incredible. And and you don't have to come from huge background. You don't have to have a lot of money. You don't have to have any of these things. You can make a difference every day, even if you make a difference in one person. 100%. And thank you for saying that. And I talk a lot about this, the ripple effect, Ken, because I, I know this, we're all just human beings and sometimes life can be challenging. And I, I try to take this quote seriously from robin williams everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about be kind always and i just take you know like we're just other people trying to get through some things and we all need support second ever show of this philanthropy and focus with my friend dr larry grubler who you met with me years ago mm-hmm. from transitional services for new york tsi ny mental health agency they serve over five uh four to five thousand people in the boroughs each year with mental health challenges and larry said to me on that show and i'll never forget he goes you know what tommy d 
everybody needs some support sometimes, you know, and everybody need, and you know, cause I'm of this mindset that I, you know, they say one in five people has, will have some sort of mental health issue. You know, when I go by the people in my life, I think that number is significantly higher. I was, being, I was gonna say, they say one in five people have some sort of mental health issue and four to five people are lying. Yeah, that's what I think. I say uh, the the six people I know most intimately in my life, we're six for six. I'm sure of that. So that's <laughs> that's somehow that is somehow skewing the numbers for sure. Uh, I tell I say all that just to say, like, we have to be there for each other. We have to make an impact for each other. And what is the ripple effect of being there, being supportive? And certainly what is a ripple effect of an organization like the Imagine Awards that that does that and has highlights. You know, I'm going to read some notes that I have because this is what, shout out to Kelly and Serini for sending this stuff over to me. I, I, Ken, I don't want to say you didn't fill this out, but I know you didn't fill this out. So, <laughs> so the, the Imagine Awards is an award program that is designed for three reasons. I want to hit these and we're going to talk about it throughout the morning, but to shine a spotlight on those nonprofits that are truly unique, those with strong leadership who are innovative in their actions and operations, more impactful on both a micro and macro perspective, and we're significantly advancing programs and the sector on a regular basis. It goes on a bit, but the second thing is to foster relationships, having the ability for nonprofit leadership to come together. It's not a joke when I mean, it is a joke that I call myself the nonprofit sector connector, but it's not a joke when people start sending emails and introducing me that way. And that's something that I've always been a connector, Ken, and we're all stronger and we're all better through collaboration. So, again, I'm going to say my my connection to you and guys like David Goldstein and others who are our friends in nonprofit certainly just goes to me, well, all right, big mouth, Tommy D, let's make this more about this particular sector. The third point is of, of the Imagine Awards is to provide education. education. Yeah. And it, it's a little bit cliche, but, but you know, we don't know what we don't know. Nonprofit leaders don't know it. I don't know what I don't know. There's, there's blind spots. There's pieces we don't see. So I have right here, you're not going to see it because the attic, everybody doesn't need to see the whole attic, but I'll just, I'll just take it off the wall. This says here, can you imagine a world without nonprofits? And that's something you told me, and I, I stuck it on the wall there. Can you imagine a world without nonprofits? Can the only way I could imagine a world without nonprofits is if we solved all the problems somehow, somewhere. And, and that's not, not going to happen right? because every time we, you know, it's it's like the 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 dam with the little holes. You stick a finger in one, it's going to come out somewhere else, you know. So every time you you solve one thing. You're creating other problems through advancement, technology, change. I mean, a lot of the um, mental health issues that are out there today is because the world is moving so much faster. Uh, we're in a situation where there's um, a lot of social anxiety and everything else because we we don't know how to socialize effectively. You know, so every time we we create new advancements, we also create new problems that need to be overcome. So you're, you're never going to get to a place where, you know, the world is perfect. Um, and I don't know that I'd really want to live in a world that's perfect, but anyway, you're never going to get there. So there's always going to be a need for help. There's always going to need be a need for, you know, people to work together. There's always going to be a need for compassion for all of those things. Yeah. So I, I want to, there's a lot of questions I want to ask you today that I think. So go ahead, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> so the ones that, there's a lot I'm going to ask you that specifically are, Ken, tell me this about nonprofits. How can they do this better? How can they do that better? And then I have some questions that I'm just going to want to, like things that kind of make me cranky and um, and maybe we can 
find some ideas around that. And before we do that, though, just it's let's too, go. It's too much. It's too much coffee. No, it might be that. I mean, it's funny. You know, our friend Allison was was with us at your event last night, and she kind of looked over at the table at me, and she goes, "It's like nine fifteen last night, or eight fifty eight, whatever, late." And she looked at me, she goes, "Did you just have a second cup of coffee?" And the funny part is, I had th- like two after that. So yeah, your your response was, "Yeah, I'm going to have a third. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I mean, what's the big deal? And I will tell you, I I had a meeting with. <laughs> like an, an impromptu meeting on the phone. I think I woke Brendan Levy up when I called him last night, but we were on the phone till about 11 o'clock until I go, Brendan, I'm literally falling asleep. Like I got to go. But so I can still fall asleep on four cups of coffee at nine o'clock at night is the point. But what makes me cranky, we'll get into, it's really, here's what I want to do first though. You said this idea, you had it, and then it didn't come to fruition or implementation for for 10 years. Can we talk a little bit about where the idea came from? And then- you know, how that related to, again, you're running an accounting practice. So give us like the 30 second version on what you do professionally and how that all sort of happened. Um, So from a professional perspective, as you said, we're a full service accounting firm, eight partners, 70 professionals. Uh, We do everything, anything our clients need. We add value to every relationship. That's kind of how we built. Um, And we're very big on education and and all of those things. So we're we're kind of unique. And when we focus on our our clients, we don't just look at things from a fiscal perspective. We take a very holistic approach to working with our clients. Um, And we get very immersed in the industries that we work in, because how can I be a resource to you if I don't know as least as much as you do about your industry? So um, when I was trying to decide where I wanted to go. You know, when I, I worked seven years with Ernst & Young and I left Ernst & Young and I was starting my own practice. And I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And it kept coming back to, you know, if I'm going to be doing this and I'm going to be doing this for the next 30, 40, 50 years, whatever it happens to be, um, I want to do something um, in a place where I enjoy what I'm doing in a place where I enjoy doing it with the people I'm doing it with and in a place where from an industry perspective, I could truly you know, feel good about the industry that I was working with. And everything just come, kept coming back to the nonprofit sector, that the nonprofit sector is where I needed to be. The nonprofit sector is, you know, was important to me. So I, I kind of jumped you know, two feet into the nonprofit sector and I said, this is where I wanna be. This is the people I wanna serve. These are the people, these are my peeps. These are the people I resonate with. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. And and it's funny, like, I'll, I'll give um, I'll give kind of a plug. I, it was the year. So when I, I bought equity in our agency, Vanguard Insurance Agency, now rebranded as Vanguard Benefits, um, it was that week. I, I say that weird week. You know that week between Christmas and New Year's where it's like, do I go back to work? Is there any reason to show up anywhere? Is like anybody doing anything that whole week? So uh, Vinny Blasi, Ed Probst, and I sat down, and I give Vinny credit. Because he was saying he was really the one years ago who who said nonprofits was where we should be as an agency, and uh, it was a lot of for what you're talking about. And to be honest, we didn't really even know what that meant to go focus on the nonprofit sector. So personally, what I did, I joined a handful of boards and you know started to really network and, like I say, had eyes on on you and what you were doing and tried to try to learn. Um, but it, it it's funny I say this all the time, man you get to make a decision, especially as professionals, when you're selling a service or like a product and it is something that can go accounting or employee benefits can go any into any, everybody needs accounting. Everybody needs employee benefits, right? You can make a decision. Both you and I could have said, we really want to work with hedge funds and we could have spent a life doing that. 
or we said this, and now we're the, the circles, and you say my peeps exactly, the circles we keep, the contacts that we're hanging with are, uh, you know, no big deal. But, but again, think of, the, think, of the pe- think of the people that you work with in this world. You know, think of the people, these are people who are trying to change lives. I mean, what better people to work with? What better people to make a difference with? You know, as opposed to somebody, you know, I worked in publicly traded companies and I helped the company be more um, profitable. You know, people get bigger dividends, you know, here in the nonprofit world. If we work together to develop a better model and, and, you know, more resources and everything else, more people eat, more people have homes, more dogs and cats live, you know, better arts and better culture and kids learn and get books and everything else. It's it's just a, a much better environment we win i I gotta be honest i the little hairs there's a lot of hairs if you're watching i got a lot of hair but the little ones on the back of my neck are standing up when you said that because we made a decision and this is it i like i will be in this sector one way a buddy of mine jokes when he tells me i'm going to be the executive director of some organization i don't think that's ever going to happen but but i joke with him because i say that's not me man i just want to be a fabric of this i want to be part of it i just want to be in it i want to hang out with you know uh Amy and Eileen from the book fairies and Renee Flagler, Girls Inc. of Long Island. Like you say, these are our people. These are our people. <laughs> like they're making an impact to change the world. We got to take a quick break because that's how the show works. Can we come back? Let's go back into that question around. You saw it. I know it, there's a story too that. And it's, yeah, I'll, I'll get into it. When it's funny how last night was an awards event because I think that's really, it was those things that you saw mm-hmm. that was, kind of sparked that. Ken Serena is here, managing partner of Serena and Associates, creator visionary behind the Long Island Imagine Awards, New York City Imagine Awards, and I'm happy to say my friend. We'll be right back. Break time. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Nonprofits need connections to move in good direction. 
cut through all the static and join Tommy in his attic. Brendan Levy, I, you. I keep saying I want mine. You you want your own attic? No, no, I want my own theme song. We get we'll get you one. What whatever you want. I'm you do shows. You do like these. You interviewed Ed Probst and I on a show with no theme song. So here's the deal. That is like a, you know, look, we joked about music last night when we were together, some of the songs. I will, I'm just going to put it out there. You know, when when you go up and you get an award, they play a song, right? So my song would always, I always say this, when I get an award, if they play a song and they say, Tommy, what can we play for you? It would be the song from the Karate Kid. You're the best around. Cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. They don't say cha-cha-cha, but I don't know the words. But that's what I do, and I don't know the words. But last night, Ken, it was Live in La Vida Loca by Ricky Martin or Martin. Did you pick that? No, no, no. That would not have been my choice. My my taste in music is somewhere on the far side of of normal. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Ricky Martin. That's that's pretty mainstream. So that was I was dying. It couldn't have been a better song, I think, for them to pick for you last night. But we will get you a theme song. My theme song, I proclaim, is the only theme song in the history of theme songs that references somebody's attic. I think that's regarding a radio show. Of mine, it's the only song of mine that's like that. I'm silly. <laughs> so, because isn't there "Toys in the Attic" is a song, but this is Tommy is in the attic. That's yeah. a whole other thing. So, but we'll get you a theme song. That song was written by Brendan Levy and I. Lyrics by Tommy and Brendan. Music by Brendan. Brendan sings it and does the whole thing. But I will tell you, it's become so funny that my youngest, per- my youngest person, my my youngest child, he walks around singing. Tommy's in the attic. It's like, <laughs> and it's not, he like remixes. It's not even the right lyrics, but he just like gives me a hard time and we have fun with it. We will get you a theme song. That's my point. We will work it out. Kelly and Serini, if you're listening, we need a call. We, we have seven calls a week, but we need another call to talk about theme song. All right, Ken, talk about stories. Why, what did you see in the market? What, what did you see that was lacking where you said, I need to put on a big event to shine a light, to help people network and help people get educated for in the nonprofit and for the nonprofit sector? Well, um, again, this started about 10 years before the Imagine Awards actually came to fruition. Um, there are award programs for absolutely everything. Everybody had award programs. Um, there were awards for top financial advisors, awards for top 50 women, awards for the A-list and this, that, and the other thing. And there was nothing out there for the nonprofit sector. And every time anybody tried to shine a light on the nonprofit sector, the nonprofit sector, you'd say, hey, Charity, you're doing great work. They're like, no, we can do this without boom. And they push the light over to somebody else and talk about their sponsors and people were helping them and everything else. And we're like, this isn't right. There, there needs to be a night where it could just be all about the nonprofit sector and people could realize that um, all this magic is happening and and really focus everything on the nonprofit sector. And the concept came from kind of a couple different places. I mean, you have the Academy Awards. I always kind of felt that the excitement of the Academy Awards where, you know, you didn't know every every other award you you, you see, you already know who won. You already know who's going to be there. You already know, you know, where's the suspense right we need you need the suspense the thing thing about the academy awards or any of these other you know big award programs on tv is that there is that that wow moment there is that um reality and uh honesty and i think that's one of the things when you think about the nonprofit sector there is that incredible honesty incredible passion and everything that happens in the sector and we wanted to kind of make a night 
that that kind of let that honesty, that passion, that storytelling, and everything else that that is important to the sector kind of shine through. And it really, you know, is something that that really represents the incredible organizations and the journeys and everything. You know, we wanted something that kind of mirrored that. And that's kind of what we shot for. And that's where, you know, this whole thing came from is, is we didn't want this to be like a two-dimensional sort of thing. We wanted there to be multi-dimensions. We wanted there to be video, um, you know, live reactions, you know, small presentations, everybody getting excited, people getting together. How often do you, you know, you walk into a room for a fundraising event for a nonprofit organization, you got one nonprofit organization there and you've got their donors. How often do you get 40, 50 executives of nonprofits and their boards and stuff in a room to talk and to really, you know, have conversation? How often do you have a situation where you get to learn about 20 new nonprofits in one night where maybe you didn't know about them and now you get to see their story, you get to feel about what they're doing. And now you start thinking, hey, wait, they would be a good fit for this. So uh, these two organizations would go together really well. Or hey, that's going to fill a need that I have within my organization. Or, hey, they're doing toys and someone offered me a truckload of toys last week that I can't use. You know, so all of a sudden, you know, different thought patterns start to happen. And, you know, the the magic starts to percolate down low and, and kind of explodes in, in a night. And that's kind of what we were looking for. Yeah, and you certainly hit it because it's real. It's And, and you can feel it in the room. It's one of those uh, unique situations. I mean, I remember really the first time I think I was ever at the Imagine Awards, Ed Probst and I went and we were, um, you know, I don't even know if you knew who we were at the time. We were sitting way in the back. And um, now you clearly did if you were sitting way in the back. Well, we didn't. Then. <laughs> the thing about it, oh, that, ha, ha. yeah, but now we get to sit way in the front because, you know, we're we're a platinum sponsor uh, for a number of years now. So now we get a table at the front. But um, I, I will say it was it's very touching to be in the room. Can people cry? People are crying watching these videos because everybody gets a professionally done video. Oh, excuse me. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, as you said, it's real. There's a lot of honesty in the room. There's a lot of, you know, true expression in the room. And again, that's what the nonprofit sector is all about. That's why they're my peeps. No doubt. You know, it, it's, it's real. It's just authentic. It's people changing lives. Mm-hmm. And I, and it's funny. It's actually the first time I ever met my friend, our friend, uh, Renee Flagler, Renee Downey Flagler from, um, from Girls Inc. of Long Island, because her and her gang were right next to me and they had just won. And I was like, I, can I, I don't know you guys, can I hug you? Can I take a picture with you? I, I, I can't understand what you do. I mean, what's better than when it's right in the name? Girls Inc., Right. Girls Inc. of Long Island or I don't know, the nonprofit sector connector. But like what? Like when it's, <laughs> <laughs> but what if it's just like when it's right there, the words are there for you to understand. And, you know, I remember and, and you know, actually, Renee's organization has become a client of our firm over the years and, and on and on. And do we do some cool stuff together. Uh, in fact, here on TalkRadio.nyc, where we do the show, they um, have been the, the nonprofit that we've been giving back to for the um the end of 21 and and uh this full year 2022 20, uh, so i i had forgotten even to say that but this is these are the relationships that come out of that room and i'm just one person in that room how many of these and it goes can i say like i talk about the ripple effect the ripples are endless man you don't you don't know where they're going to go they leave you know relationships that people never knew each other are in that room and now they know each other and 
great things happen. We, we've we've partnered with the, and I've mentioned this before, but we've partnered with the book fairies through yeah. that event. I didn't know who the book fairies were before that. And now every billable hour we have, we put a book in the hands of a child through the book fairies. Yeah. You know, and, and that came through the Imagine Awards. And, and we've seen partnerships and collaborations coming out of the Imagine Awards. We've seen organizations come together who had never met before. We've seen funding come out of the Imagine Awards. Organizations who um, got to meet United Way, and now we're United Way funded organizations. Mm -hmm. uh, we've seen organizations who have used the Imagine Awards video to go after a grant and, and procure grants that they never would have had access to because they didn't have a video. So, you know, yeah. there's there's a lot of stuff. And as you said, the ripple effect that, that comes from this, you know, is is incredible. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's so many ideas I have right now. When we come back from another break, I want to talk about um, like what the experience is like for an applicant through that whole process. So and, and I will just say this, go to imagineawardsli.com. That's for the Long Island Imagine Awards. The applications for the Long Island Imagine Awards are right now available and I'm trying to get to the top of that page, 17 days to go for, to get those applications in. That application period ends November 28th. Imagineawardsli.com. And I'm sure if you're watching on Facebook, Mick Collins, my buddy, probably already put that out there. But check that out. I have I have stories I want to tell, anecdotal stuff when we come back about, you know, just the experience being even in New York City last month and seeing somebody came up on stage, was so impressed and was like, we sold a sponsorship that we've never sold. And I say we as part of the committee, right? I mean, it, we, let's keep it till we come back. But that was like in the room, somebody experienced something and said, I'm going to now be a diamond sponsor. I said, when we come back and I'm still telling the story anyway. <laughs> Great, Ken. We'll be right back. My buddy, Ken and I in the attic, philanthropy and focus right back. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. Top of the house, baby. That's right. Just below the roof. In the attic. I'm in the attic. I'm trying to think it's up. 
He is my friend. He likes nonprofits. His name is Ken. To be continued. Listen, you got plenty of creative people on your team. And I was, you know, I was talking to one of them last night and she told me how creative you were. And I did not know. I, I mean, I just wasn't aware. I heard, heard you're a heck of a singer. Heard you. No, I'm not a heck of a singer. I've written songs. But right. I've you've written, written songs, but okay, you've written country songs. But one heck of a dancer, I did hear. Is that accurate? I do dance. Yes, I do. And I like I've heard if you're at, and I've never seen this because I've never been like at a wedding or anything like that with you. But what I was told was, I didn't know I would say all this today. But what I was told was, like, if you're at a party or a wedding, you're dancing like the whole time. Is that true? That's true. It yeah. is. I had no idea. Who would know? I thought it was all about debits and credits for you, Serini. It is. It is. I mean, all all, all accounts are dancing fools, aren't they? It's in fools. Yeah, exactly. So we were we're just, I want to go, I shared the website just now. I just wrote like five more things I want to say while I was looking at the website for the New York City Imagine Awards. I mean, I never meet Avenues for Justice and Angel Rodriguez if it isn't the, the Imagine Awards last year in New York City, right? I never meet my new friend, Bobby Brown, who I was talking to yesterday, who's the newest executive director of Young New Yorkers. And it's all because of these relationships. I, I never meet Lisa Lewis, who, who Kelly wanted, Kelly Ansarini wanted to make sure I met from Omnium Circus and Lisa's coming on Philanthropy and Focus. So it all that incredible, incredible organizations. These are all organizations that are out there every day changing lives. And again, you know, they're they're not household names, you know, and 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 that's that's the thing. I mean, you know, there's there's a limited amount of money that goes around. And, you know, we have to try to make these more household names. We need to show the great stuff that they're doing so that people, and, and this goes back to what you said just before the break, so that people open up their wallets and, and try to make a difference. And yeah. and yes, when we were at the event last month, um, you know, Webster Bank was so moved by, you know, the event and the incredible stuff and the stories that were being told that they jumped on stage and said, hey, we're going to take a diamond sponsorship here. Um, and we're going to support this organization in a much bigger way. And we're going to ensure that every single nonprofit who makes it to the finals gets a thousand dollar prize so that at least they walk away with something that, you know, and, and that's the thing. And that's, and I remember saying this and you may remember this, you may not, but we did an event actually in our office building out in Melville in the basement. And I, I kind of, it was a panel discussion. Our friend Christine Deska was, was moderating a panel, if, a panel, if I'm not mistaken, it was. It was yourself and uh, Charles Ebdos, and I can't remember who else was on that panel. Charles, shout out to Charlie. I saw him yesterday. Um, Rise Life Spirit and uh, uh, Rise in Spirit, (laughs) Rise Life Services, Spirit of Huntington, my crew. Um, And on that panel, one of the questions I said, I said, yeah, but Ken, and you were talking about like what I would call strategic relationships, strategic alliances between nonprofits and for-profits and and, and at the time I was, not that I know a lot now, but I knew a lot less then. And I said, you, you were talking about like partnerships and how nonprofits need to really see it as a partnership when they're approaching sponsors or donors. And I said, yeah, but Ken, it's not supposed to be quid pro quo, right? And I, and no, that's, that's wrong. It is supposed to be, well, it's not yeah. supposed, it can be, and it should but, but no, be. You schooled me on it. And I, I think yeah. it is supposed to be quid pro quo. So talk to me about that. Um, from, from that perspective, I mean, when you think about nonprofits, I mean, you know, and, and the easiest way to explain it is to kind of give an example. I get asked all the time to sponsor golf addicts. Uh, I apologize, but I hate the game of golf. Yep. I, I'm, I'm not a golfer. I never will be a golfer. Um, I, I will never show up at a golf tournament, whatever. Um, so asking me to sponsor a golf outing, look, if I got to do it, I'll do it. And I'll, I'll take a whole sponsor, $150, $300, whatever the cheapest thing I can do is. Because 
it's not me. It's not part of who I am. It's it's not resonating with me. I'm not connected to it or anything. But if you come to me and you talk to me about, hey, I want to have a relationship with you throughout the course of the year. Um, I want to create a um, a platform where I can really look to understand what it is that drives you, that makes you interested in our organization. And let me center something around that. Okay. And then let me also promote you for promoting us and uh, give you a, a platform to kind of cross pollinate and cross promote each other. All of a sudden, the relationship is a whole lot different. All of a sudden, there is a somewhat of a two way street. All of a sudden, I'm doing good, but it's benefiting me also. Yeah. You know, and business owners, I mean, part of what they're looking to do is, is there's a big emphasis and you talk to, you know, some of the major corporations out there, they all talk about the need for there to be a higher level of social responsibility. You know, um, their customers are demanding it, their staff are demanding it, you know, that customer, I mean, that social responsibility piece needs to be part of corporate culture today. Um but if I'm going to be, and I, and I don't mean this in a kind of a selfish sort of way, but if I'm going to be part of this social responsibility component and kind of help a nonprofit, um, most business owners are going to be looking at it and saying, well, that's great. I'll do it. But if I can get some benefit from it, whether it be volunteering, where my staff can go and, and do team building through volunteer efforts like they do with Habitat for Humanity, or whether it be... Um, you know, through the ability for me to um, put that within my marketing materials and say that, you know, I support this organization on a, on a very more personal level, um, whether it be that the organization is sending me messaging and videos from some of the ways my money is being utilized within the organization so I can get a deeper connection to the organization and maybe put that within my social media um, outflow. So there's a lot of different ways you can do it, but you have to think differently now as a nonprofit organization. Yeah, I, I think, you know, if you think, if I can interrupt one sec, I think, you know, in terms of, you know, you know, the transactional thing is like, hey, can you give us 2500 so we can put your name on this sign at our golf outing and you sponsor Beat the Pro? Or can we over the next three years have a relationship? So it's a that relationship is going to be much bigger than $2,500. Of course it is. Right. Of course it is. But but the, this is a mindset situation and not to beat up on the sector but we're all trying to learn it's about educating and getting better right it's about like you said we don't know what we don't know but that so that strategy and i you know it, look bar none serene and associates is putting out incredible amounts of content and incredibly educational content and some of the th and these are some of the themes though that you and i've talked about or i've heard you say or or you know, i've asked you and it's just about these folks that are have to see things differently. We have to evolve, you know, with the way that might have been OK. And it probably was OK because it worked. People did that back in the past. But over the years now, and how long has it been in the relationship since since founder Amy Zaslansky of Book Fairies came to you? And and now it's been a couple of years. We started we started our relationship in January of 2020. So where I got to think this is our second 20, 20, no, January of 2019, we started. It was January 2019 because we're in our 19 would have been the first year, 20, 21. No, I'm sorry. I take that back. It was January 2020. 20, 20. This is our third year in the relationship. And over that three years, it's been about 177,000 books that we put in the hands of children. 
Okay, pause, time out, flag on the play. What is the ripple effect? What is the impact? I saw Eileen just said hello on Facebook. Eileen Minogue and, and Amy and team down there at Book Fairies. God, Ken, what is the impact of 177,000? You don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. It's it's incredible, the impact. But, but again, the, th- the thing is, if they would have come to me and said, I want you to sponsor my golf outing. Right. Okay, they would have gotten $200 One time shot, a year, right? a year maybe, if they came to me every year. Yeah. And and what did they get? They got one hundred and seventy-seven thousand dollars, one hundred seventy-seven thousand dollars, one hundred seventy-seven thousand books in the hands of children. They got um, an ally within the firm. They got um, we helped them to put together their largest fundraising event. So we brainstormed and helped them create their largest fundraising event, which generated last year I think one hundred thousand um, dollars. So again, by tapping into and partnering effectively. You're going to get a hell of a lot more than just getting a sponsorship. Yeah, I, I'm writing this down because, uh, guys, take this stuff away when he says that. Partnering effectively, partnering, right? Not, hey, I'm the nonprofit, you're the for-profit, you should give us this so we can put your logo on there and we can help people. No, how about, hey, I'm a business person, I'm a leader of a nonprofit, you're a business person, a leader of a for-profit. What do you need, Mr. Business Owner? How does this work for you? Because, Ken, I know for a fact, and I'm going to ask you, but culturally, the conversations that happen around your office, is every associate in your office aware of the book fairies? Um, most of them are. We push information out. Um, we haven't actually, we have an internal newsletter, and that's a um, good point. We have to probably push it out again because we've brought on a bunch of employees over the last six months. But yes, we we've had book fairies come to our our office events. We've had book fairies talk to our office during staff meetings and kind of explain what we do and the partnership we have and what they do. Um, it's on all of our um, uh, what do you call it uh, proposals that go out the door. So um, and it's if you look at you know um, my when I send out emails and stuff, it's right there on the bottom. It says you know ask me about our partnership. You know, and it, it's so it, it is a very important part of who we are as a firm. It's it's kind of baked right into our DNA. It's baked right into the DNA, gang. He talked about education is important to his firm. Education is a part of which one of the tenets of the Imagine Awards. And he's partnered up with an organization that is helping educate people. I Listen, I've had Eileen uh, on the show. I've had Amy on the show over the years. And um, just to say this, the lack of uh, you know the lack of literacy changes the trajectory of someone's life incredibly in a negative mm-hmm. way you know it's just straight up it illiteracy is a huge problem it leads to people not obviously not getting certain jobs people end up incarcerated and i don't have the statistics here for you today but i'm sure if you go back to one of my other episodes we talked about them specifically but it's the impact that Amy Zeslansky was trying to just get a handful of books for a book drive for her uh, for her local uh, uh, district in her neighborhood and asked the friends and stuff. And then before she knew it had a garage full of books. And now I guess it's 10 years or something already. The organization has given over 3 million books, if I'm not mistaken, Ken, over 3 million books. I think mean, text me if I'm wrong and I'll say uh, I'll say I'll correct myself. But I know like that's incredible. Plus, they had a Guinness Book of World Records book haha wink wink book of world records but they had that of um i see eileen liking and and sharing what we're doing here thanks Eileen. um that's impact ken 
now people and and they they bring books to folks who are incarcerated they i've been out there and i had my older daughter and i did a day of service out there one saturday um several times but one particular saturday my daughter and i are out there and it's incredible i don't know if you've ever been there when they do these the uh the, the mm-hmm. rules come in these teachers come in with like suitcases literally suitcases and you're able to take whatever you can take and they're sorted by uh by age groups by interest levels all different things and i remember my daughter would be like oh you like the um um oh god what's the dog boy books or dog man or whatever the you like those for your students i mean ken here on long island like where i live they have a library in these classrooms there are schools and districts here on long island that don't have a library right at all so there and, and, and it's not even it's not even long island it's tragic yeah i mean there was a school that they were building if i'm not mistaken it was like southeast queens they were building this new school and each year they were adding a new grade into the school so each year they had to build a new library you know and that was i, I get the, <laughs> these little hairs again man i get in a, i i got the fever for the flavor i mean this is like what it is like this is it Eileen and Amy, we love you. Ken, I love you for doing that partnership because you're now part of the change. You and your and the firm. And you know what? I want to put this aside because we keep hearing that younger people, you know, the millennial generation, which the millennials are in their 40s now getting divorced. So millennials are not, you know, <laughs> you know they're not just playing Game Boy on the couch, right? But but the millennials, but no, as a society of human beings, like this is what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be making other people's lives better. And and you now have ingrained that into the DNA of your firm. So we are going to go to another break, but I could pause it. So tell me what you're going to say. You look like you had a comment. No, I, I, I was just actually going to say is you were talking about um, you know the building the library. There was one school in Harlem that they worked with, where that school in Harlem had a detention room, and the det- detention room was full all the time. And uh, book fairs went and got them to switch the detention room into a library. And now there are less kids in trouble. There are less kids that need the detention services and they're using um, the books in the library. Um, and that's part of what the issue was that they didn't have any place to go. They didn't have anything to do. So they got themselves in trouble. And now they're in a situation where it's it's more productive time than, than what it was. How, how I mean, just think of what we're talking about, everybody. <laughs> how many lives are impacted? How many families are impacted? By that, it's it's so special, man. Ken, we could have chose hedge funds, you and I, you know, but I think we made the right decision. I, I could never have chose hedge funds. Sorry. I know, I know. It was an option, but it was there. This, this was always the option. 100%, no doubt about it. All right, when we come back, we really need to do a few things. We need to talk about, you know, the process because I'm getting a text message from my friend Kelly who says the deadline is Monday, November 28th at midnight. The deadline for Long Island Magic Awards, November 28th at midnight. Go to imagineawardsli.com. So I want to talk about, we come back, what do we need? Meaning committee members, obviously sponsors for the organization, but, and what is the look and feel of the application phase? So people understand that. I know we've done like webinars to educate potential applicants, but can we talk about that when we come back? How's that sound? Great. Right back. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. 
In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. Join Tommy. You go up two flights of stairs from the kitchen to the attic. All right. So listen, Ken, want to know a secret? Do you want to know a secret? Do da do do. <laughs> sure. Why not? Yeah. You know what I wanted to be when I grow up, or what I used to say I wanted to be when I grow up, and and what I probably still will be when I grow up. A nonprofit connector. Yes. Well, as well as that, I wanted to be a game show host. So this is the lightning round. Welcome to the lightning round. I mean, there was a guy called uh, Guy Smiley. If you remember Guy Smiley, mm-hmm. so he was like the man on the street, like in uh, <laughs> Sesame Street. I I wanted to be Guy Smiley. That was kind of it. And then there was a guy called Mister Game Show, which was like this this statue guy would like do these things. And I was like, that's what I'm going to be when I grow up. It's a cross between those guys and. Mark Summers from Double Dare. So this is the lightning round. Let's hit the lightning round. Go for it. Let's do it. Hit me with it, man. What does this look like? So I'm a nonprofit executive leader. I'm a board chair. You know, I'm somebody who just gets services from a nonprofit and I want them to apply. What does that look like? What does that process look like when they apply? How long should it take them? And then what happens when they make it through the process? Where do they go? So the application is a fairly easy application. It's a series, uh, and there are six different categories that that people can, we have a brand new category this year, DEIA, um, but we have leadership, we have rising star, which is um, basically social impact for organizations on Long Island that have under $2 million worth of revenue. We have um, social impact, which is the larger organizations. Um, we have innovation um, and we have arts and culture. So those are the six categories. Uh, each category has its own separate application. You can apply for uh, in more than one category. The only categories that you cannot apply for together is you can't be both social impact and rising star because they're basically the same award. One is for under two million. One is for over two million dollars. But otherwise, you can apply for multiple categories. And we've had people make it into the semifinals and finals in, in multiple categories. So that's something that uh, you know if you fit in multiple categories, go for it. The application is is not an extensive application. It shouldn't take you more than 20 minutes to an hour to complete. Um, Really what we've seen from the uh, committee and from the judges that people wanna see, um, they wanna see impact. They wanna know what impact you're having. If you can 
kind of talk about impact more from just an anecdotal perspective and talk about impact from a real world impact perspective, that's going to go a long way. So get the message out about impact, get the message out about leverage. How are you able to leverage your results? Uh, give some real life examples, give some stories and stuff that, that if you can touch a person, um, you know, that's going to go a long way. So, you know, get those stories in and, um, you know, the application, it's, it's not a, a, a difficult application to fill out. Last year on Long Island, we had about 160 applications in uh, with the extra category this year. We're expecting that application process to get closer to 200 applications in. But again, think about it. You've got 200 applications in, 24 people will make the semifinals. Uh, every one of those 24 people that make this, the I'm sorry, you got 24 people make the semifinal. I'm sorry, let's try that again. Um, we got 42 people making the semifinals because there's seven in each category that make the semifinals. Um, once those organizations make the semifinals, then someone from the committee goes out and interviews them and they become the advocate for the organization. Let me, pause you, let, me pause, let me pause you there because that's my favorite part of the committee. Like, wait a minute. And, and I'm always like the favorite part of committee service because, you know, no, wait, wait, hold on. I love these organizations. Now I get to go spend an hour with them and learn really more about it. Like maybe that's not fulfilling to everybody, but it's certainly fulfilling to those of us who love this stuff. I remember I was telling a story last night. Um, I went out to an organization. You, I, I was telling Brendan Levy this story last night, and I said maybe Ken would remember. And there was an organization that had done like a farm to table in an old uh, church with like a beautiful chapel out in Long Island. And it was the first time I ever did um uh, it, it was the first time I served on the committee and I got to go out there and I got to meet the nuns and it was just so cool and so special. And, you know, and, and talk about advocating. I get like, you've seen me in these meetings. I get like, these are like my people now. Like I'm like, and, and again, as appropriate, but you know, a little, little bit forceful. Cause I want, you know, cause you're vying for your, your people, you know? Yeah. I mean that, that process in the room and, and, you know, it, it's not necessarily science in, in, per se. Yeah. Uh, what we do is we go through, we read all of the applications in each category. The committee consists of about 15 people and the committee goes through and they review these applications. They mark up which ones they think um, meet the criteria of the category the best. And then it becomes a big discussion and everybody's talking about and advocating for the different agencies. And we come to some sort of general consensus in terms of you know, it's not unanimous. It's a general consensus. We pick who we believe the set seven best in each category are going to be. Again, those go on to the uh, judges panel. The judges get the um, write-ups that we do as committee members, as I mentioned. We go out and, and interview, and they also get the application. And then the judges, there's a, a, a secret panel of seven judges who review the, the 42 this year applications. And they're going to break it down to the final 24 finalists. Each of the 24 finalists will get a video. Each of the 24 finalists will get $1,000 thanks to um, our uh, Long Island-based diamond sponsor, Sterling Risk. Um, uh, and then, you know, with respect to that, then you get the, uh, the, the judges pick the winners of the category. So each category will have a winner and the winner gets $5,000 and they get bragging rights. Because awesome. um, there is a certain level of bragging rights that seem to go with the Imagine Awards these days. It, it, there's a, a certain level of, of prestige that goes. And then uh, we also have for those organizations that have shown that they are really, really um, there every year. They get it. They're leaders, true leaders in the sector. We've actually created a Hall of Fame, Long Island Imagine Awards Hall of Fame. 
And we have two members so far of the Long Island uh, Imagine Awards Hall of Fame. We have Island Harvest and CP of Nassau. Mm -hmm. uh, we invite them back every year to, to be there as our guests. And, and even those organizations that, um, you know, that don't win, they get to come to the event, they get to be at the event. We offer free tickets to, you know, some of our semifinalists and some of the applicants. Um, it's a great room to be in. It's a room you need to be in. You learn so much. You meet so many great people who care about the sector. Again, how often do you get to be in a room where everybody cares about nonprofits, where everybody cares about people? You know, it, it doesn't happen all that often. No, it's a pretty special room. You know, you can't beat it. And I, I will say, I, I know of anecdotal stuff that happened just this year alone, that some folks were in the room who maybe had never been in the room before, or some folks that had never been in the room, but their company had been sponsoring. You know, I, I can think of certainly the story we just said about Webster, but I know there's some others that were like, wait a minute, we're not high enough on the totem pole. We need to be deeper. And again, not to put names out there, but I think there was somebody else specifically that had never been to the event and and was finally there and <laughs> was kind of changed and said, okay, I get it now, Ken. How do I do yeah. this, right? Yeah, it was, it was. he was sitting at my table and yeah, he yeah. basically, you know, right in front row, sitting at the table and he basically said, all right, you got me. You got, you got to be there. He had to experience it though, right? It's not like he didn't know you're doing this all these years, but you know, how to... How no, to it, it, it really, again, you know, um, and, and it's not because it's an event that that we're a, a big part of, but it, it's it just it's very different from a lot of the other events that are out there. Um, there's a different level of energy that's in the room uh, and, and it's infectious, the energy that's in the room. And, you know, it comes from, you know, all of the, the nonprofits who are doing such great things and you can't help but smile and you can't help but cry and you can't help but dig into your wallet and, or text and donate and try to make a difference because, Again, you're you're dealing with so many special organizations that are doing so many special things that are helping so many people in need, you know, and these are people who could be your neighbors or could be your family members or could be anyone. Yep. And they don't discriminate and they don't care and they they're they're there selflessly doing something. And and how could you not want to be in that room? Hundred percent. So all right, so let's say I do want we're out of time, but I do want to be in the room. I do want to be on the committee, I do want to be a sponsor. Who do I call? How do I do that? Um, as you've been saying all along, um, you can reach out through uh, imaginewardsli.com. Um, uh, well, it's .com. It should be .org, but okay. it's .com. Yeah. Um, we are a nonprofit. Yeah, so. shout that out. We didn't do that before because this show, I only bring on leaders of nonprofits, and you are a nonprofit. So yeah, yeah, the Imagine Awards is a nonprofit organization. It was, again, established for this purpose. But, you know, reach out to us. You can reach out to Kellyanne. Um, over at Serini Associates. Uh, it's ka Serini at sereniassociates.com. You can reach out to her. Um, she's more than happy to put you in touch, get you an application. Um, you know, make sure that if you want to be a judge, we're looking for judges too. You can put in an application to be a judge. We're looking for committee members. We're looking for sponsors. We're looking for people to just show up. Right. We're looking for, you know, anybody who wants to make a difference in this world or a difference on Long Island or New York City. Please just reach out to us. We want to hear your your voice. We want to hear your story. We want to help you to kind of move through this thing. If you have an application, you're not sure what to do. You're not sure, um, you know, what some of the stuff on it means. Just reach out to us. So again, we'll either get you a video. Or we'll spend some time with you. Again, the goal here is to to spotlight as many amazing organizations as we can.
Again, we got to leave it there. My friend Ken Serini, managing director and partner uh, of Serini and Associate, visionary founder of the Imagine Awards, and my buddy, uh, and apparently a great dancer. Make it a great day, everybody. We'll see you later on. Thanks a lot, Tommy. Appreciate it. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. on edge hey we live in challenging edgy times so let's lean in i'm sandra bargeman the host of the edge of every day which airs each monday at 7 p.m eastern time on talkradio.nyc tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges that's the edge of every day on mondays at 7 p.m eastern time on talkradio.nyc Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.